California is going full demonic. Disney is reaping the whirlwind of wokeness. And just when you thought the, chi the China virus is done, the Biden administration says, not so fast. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbass Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. I hope you had a great weekend. I had a pretty good weekend. A, a good enough weekend that I'm freaking exhausted. So let's get into this today. First off, let's talk about uh, the great... We, we talk about the Great Reset a lot, okay? Um, of course, a lot of people call it a conspiracy theory, but in fact, the guy who came up with it the concept from the World Economic Forum, uh, Forum, Klaus Schwab, has written two books about it. So it's not really a conspiracy theory. They do, they're do they very clear about it on their website. The books are very clear about it. They talk about it all the time. It's something they're trying to do. Now, uh, any, now, the thing is, what websites say and what books say is part of it. These guys are actually very clear about it. Okay, these these guys are very clear about it. One of the things that the uh, makers of the Great Reset or writers of the Great Reset are looking for is to get rid of cash. They don't want money. They want everything to be digital. Okay, and there's a fine reason for this, that they want to get rid of cash. So let's listen to this economist. I, I don't recognize him. I don't know who he is. I know he works for the central bank. But let's listen to him. And he'll tell you why we need to get rid of cash. He doesn't say it in so many words. But he'll tell you why we should get rid of cash and go straight to digital currency. Listen. We're developing through technology an ability for consumers to measure their own carbon footprint. What does that mean? That's where are they traveling? How are they traveling? What are they eating? What are they consuming on the platform? So individual carbon footprint tracker. Mm. Stay tuned. We don't have it operational yet, but this is something that we're working on. See, here's the thing. When he says something like that, it's not for us to track our own global footprint he's talking about. It's for the central, the globalists themselves, the global elite to see what you're doing. It's for them to track it. In his book, COVID-19 and the Great Reset, Klaus Schwab says this is going to be one of the hardest things to do, is to create a, a mechanism to track people. Because the only way they're going to control their movement, control their behavior, is by knowing what their movement and what their behavior is. It's how the leftists and the globalists, but I repeat myself, say they're going to control people, but you have to know what they're doing. So this is one of the reasons why they want to do it. Now, they want to go to a digital currency. Your iPhone, you pay with your iPhone, you pay with your Android device. This is the digital currency they want. They want to get rid of bank. They want banks to have a centralized currency. And, one of the, and they've done this before. I mean, the Soviet Union did it. Germany did it where they just closed the banks. And you didn't have any... Op we were just talking about it yesterday with my dad. I went to see my dad because it was my grandson's birthday. And we were talking about it yesterday. He goes, you just watch. One of these days, the banks will just close. Because they're going to get rid of paper currency. They don't want it. It's impossible to keep track of. It's impossible to control. Now... 
Think about it for a second. MasterCard, Visa, and American Express have all categorized gun purchases when using their credit cards so they know who is buying guns. And by the way, this is pushed per this ESG standard that the World Economic Forum is promoting. ESG stands for, just a reminder, environmental, uh, environmental, what was it? Environmental, social, and governance standards. That's what it stands for. These credit card companies are now even floating the idea of not allowing people to pay for guns with their credit cards. By the way, that's not something they're supposed to do. Financial organizations are supposed to stay out of all that stuff. They're supposed to remain completely neutral. But we can see they're not. We've already seen that Donald Trump has been banned from certain banks. Donald Trump has been banned from using certain financial systems, financial services. Kanye West has just been kicked out of his bank. And the guy's worth a couple of billion dollars because they don't like what he's saying. We can't ignore this. This is scary stuff. And we can't ignore it because it is happening. It's happening to the right-wing elites and some of the crazy elites. I'd say Kanye West is no right-winger. But it is happening to people who are above us. Now, let's get to the stupid. Because, you know, there's always a couple of quotes that are stupid. Here's Nancy Pelosi being asked if Joe Biden should run for president again. And it looks like Nancy, honestly, has probably... uh, taken a little bit too much of the wacky weed because she just looks giddy. You think President Biden should run again? Uh, yes, I do. I mean, president Biden has been a great president for our country. He has accomplished so much. Yeah, no, she doesn't believe that. Joe Biden hasn't done anything. I mean, Joe Biden had a press conference today because he's in China talking to President Xi Jinping and I, I, he can barely get words out. And you should see what he's wearing. He's wearing Chinese garb. The same thing that G wears every day. And he's walking around and, and it's just like, oh my God. You pandering bitch. So he hasn't done anything. I mean, we're, we're hopefully we still get the house. I mean, they're still counting ballots. I, I, I don't understand the whole counting of the ballots thing, but... Hopefully we get the house, we can start doing some investigations because we really do need to, uh, we need to do investigate this guy because he is just terrible. At least keep him, keep him going. Um, but here's the biggest problem. The fact that there wasn't a red wave makes, has emboldened these guys. They don't see it that Republicans underperformed. They see it that Democrats outperformed. And that's not the case at all. The reality is we had some really crappy candidates. Herschel Walker, Mehmet Oz, they were crappy candidates. I thought they'd win. I thought Mehmet Oz, there's no way he could lose to a brain-dead retard. I did not think there was any way. Yes, I know, I'm ableist. I'm sorry, I don't like the guy. He's a radical, he's a piece of crap, and he's brain-damaged. So... But this is the problem. Now these guys, now luckily we have the House. If we get the House, this is great. We'll have to see. If Republicans, I do not think Democrats can fight for the House anymore. I think they can't cheat too much anymore. Because I I just don't think they can get away with it. Because there's just no way suddenly they win the House. 
And right now, I don't know what these guys in Arizona, Colorado, and California are doing. Why this isn't done yet. And I don't understand how we could lose the Senate, barely get any votes in the House, and have like a six million advantage in the popular vote. None of this makes sense to me. You figure it out. But they're going to double down here. They're going to double down, and she's Nancy's kind of kind of uh, giddy because she thinks she might still be Speaker of the House, and she's not going to retire. She's eighty-one years old. She's not going to retire. She, she, it sounds like she's going to stay in the House, maybe be the minority leader. I don't know. But don't expect much to change, except that if Republicans take the House, at least we can stop it. If Republicans probably stop it, it will be a slight advantage. They're talking 220 to 214. That's not much of an advantage. Or 220 to 213. That's not much of an advantage. So we'll have to see. Well, here's um, Kamala Harris making a statement that's actually correct. It's just not a very smart move. Let's listen to old Kamala. What's the other thing we know about this population? And it's a specific phase of life. Remember, age is more than a chronological fact. What else do we know about this population, 18 through 24? They are stupid. (laughs) That is why we put them in dormitories. And they have a resident assistant. They make really bad decisions. Okay, I'll give her a break here. She's right. I mean, 18 to 24-year-olds are stupid. And they're stupid because they don't have their brains developed. That, that, I mean, that's just a reality. That's why a lot of people are saying, well, they probably shouldn't vote or or you should, you should make them take a test so they know what's going on. But you know what? There's another reason why I know 18 to 24-year-olds year are stupid. They vote Democratic. 68% of them vote Democratic. I love how Democrats can insult their own voters all the time and nothing comes of it. Now, you look and keep doing it. I, I watch, Guys, keep insulting your own party. Go ahead, keep doing it. That's a good idea. The problem is, and there's a, there's, there's a whole thing. It's kind of like when you're young and without a job, you vote Democratic. When you're, o- when you're older and have kids and a job, you vote Republican. Okay, that's exactly what's going to end up happening with this class. And the Democrats are not helping themselves by insulting them constantly. So she was right, and this was actually quite funny. I, I, I listened to it again. It, it's actually quite funny. But to continually insult your base, I don't know how this, this goes. And if you look at the video, go to dumbassestalkingpolitics.com and look at the video, you'll actually see a 20-something, a young 20-something look at her like, did she just say that? Like, did you just call me stupid? Okay. Well, they are. I mean, and that's just, I'm sorry, that's hereditary. That's just the way it is with kids. Okay, well, this kind of sucks, and this is one of the reasons I got to get out of California. According to Daily Wire, Limitless abortion measures are overwhelmingly approved Tuesday in California and Vermont, paving the way to enshrine so-called reproductive rights for women into both state and constitutions next year. By the way, whenever they say reproductive rights, they never put, they say so-called, but they never put it in quotes, put it in quotes, because these are not reproductive rights. You know who's, who loses their right to reproduce? The baby. So, in the aftermath of the U.S. Supreme Court's overturning of Roe v. Wade, 
Earlier this year, the decision to codify abortion went back to the states. Now, I said when Roe was overturned, now this is me talking, not the article, that this was not going to be a ban on abortion throughout the country. I said that the fight was just going to begin and that if Roe is overturned, many states are going to expand abortion. They're not going to limit it. States like California, states like Vermont, states like New York, Oregon, Washington, you know, that's what's going to end up happening. And that is what's happening. The article continues, so far approximately 3.5 million California voters have favored Proposition 1, which changes California Constitution to say that a state cannot enact cannot deny or interfere with a person's so-called reproductive freedom and that people have the fundamental right to choose to have an abortion and use contraception. Democratic Governor Gavin Newsom, who signed 15 abortion-related bills this year, with $200 state budget included, contributed $3.4 million from his re-election campaign to the measure. You know what would be nice if Gavin did? He actually forgot just yeah, don't worry about the 15 abortion. Just don't sign anything that bans abortion. I mean, that's all he really needs to do. California has the most liberal abortion laws in, in the country. I think even New York has more strict bans than we do. Maybe not sign 15 abortion bans and figure out how, how to deal with the fentanyl crisis, the homeless crisis, the crime crisis, the drug crisis. How about some of that stuff? You're not going to ban abortion. Everyone knows in California you're not going to ban abortion. But anyway, continuing with the article, Democrat Senate pro tem Tony Atkins, who authored the bill, and of course Tony is T-O-N-I, so I guess it's a chick, I don't know, um, who authored the bill told the Los Angeles Times that California sent a loud and clear message to those who think they can control our bodies. Say it is a woman. In California, a quote, in California, we will not go backwards, end quote, Atkins said. So killing children is not, so not killing children is going backwards, uh, according to these leftist California politicians. Can I tell you what we're, we're hap- what's happening in the United States right now? A net negative population growth. We are going backwards because we are killing our children. Amongst other things, we're killing our children, not just through abortion. I don't think, I don't even think abortion is the most important issue. I think fentanyl is the most important issue. More on that later. Maybe. I can't remember if we're going to even get to it. Okay, so, but that's not the most disturbing thing about this law. The article continues further down. Current state laws allow women to abort their children before the fetus can survive outside the womb or if a mother's health is in danger. The further, def- uh, and by the way, everyone believes this. If the mother's life is in danger, whether you are a Christian, a Jew, a Muslim, agnostic, an atheist, everyone believes that the mother's life is more important than the fetus. Everyone believes this. Continuing. And further def- de- defines the term perionatal as quote, the period from establishment of pregnancy to one month following the pregnancy, following the delivery. 
California Health and Safety Code says babies born alive after a failed abortion should receive the same care as another infant of similar age. And the code also maintains protections against fetal homicide. Perinatal is the important term here. And when the debate took place on whether to to propose this this Proposition 1, the debate was when, when the people who pushed this bill were faced by Republicans. The question is, what does perinatal mean? And they refused to answer it. Now, that's the kicker. Democrats don't debate because their policies are, in some cases, in this case, horrific. Transing of the kids, horrific. Sexualizing kids, horrific. And they will not debate it. That's why you had people like John Fetterman and Hobbs in, in Arizona hide. They didn't want to debate. No one, no Democrat wants to debate a Republican. And when they do, it ends up being a disaster because they can't defend this. Perinatal has a definition. According to the state of Illinois, this is from the Illinois government's website. Per the AAPD, the perinatal period begins at the 20th to 28th week of gestation at the 20th to 28th week of gestation and ends one to four weeks after delivery. It is characterized by complex physiological changes that may adversely affect oral health. Some actually go out there and define perinatal as up to a year after birth. Basically, California is legalizing infanticide. This is a dangerous law to set. And it would have been nice if we had some debate and some context. Someone who kills their child. I mean, they're hiding the word perinatal in the law itself. I've read the law. It's not a long law. Maybe 60 pages. And it, it, it hides it. It doesn't define it. Someone who kills their child after birth could technically... Use this law to get off. I don't know if Congress or the Supreme Court can do much about this, too, because they gave this decision to the states. You know, someone is going to do something like this, like killing their two-week-old, and this will come up in court. Oh, no, I was just aborting it. Overall, the politicians in California are evil. They're demons. This is an evil law. There is no way any sane, rational human being can look at this, can look at this and say, you know what, this is okay. It's not a big deal. There's just no way. Okay, let's go to our next story. And it's my favorite of the day. Actually, it's the second favorite of the day. And the reason it's one of my favorites of the day is because I was right. Go woke, go broke. And Disney is beginning to experience that. So according to Daily Wire, Daily Caller, excuse me, not the Daily Wire, CEO Bob Chapek of Disney told executives that layoffs at the entertainment giant were likely just days after a weak earnings report that missed the expectations by over, get this, $1 billion, the Wall Street Journal reported Friday, citing an internal memo. The email also announced a hiring freeze among other cost-saving measures, including the request to limit travel without prior approval from executives, according to the Wall Street Journal. 
The company missed expectations for its fourth quarter earnings on November 8th after losing nearly $1.5 billion on its Disney Plus streaming service, nearly 40% worse than analysis anticipated. Quote, I'm fully aware this is a difficult process for many of you and your teams, Chapek said, according to the Wall Street Journal. <coughs> we are going to have to make tough and uncomfortable decisions. Here we go. The layoffs are coming. Joe Biden, this, we're in a recession. <laughs> so far, Twitter has laid off a bunch of people. Facebook is laying off 11,000. And now they're talking about another, they're talking about a substantial cut from Disney. These are all tech platforms. Google is going to lay off. Amazon has already said that it's it's down something like 10%. Everyone, no one has any money to spend, and these companies are these corporations are 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 losing money. So the article points out a couple of things. I, I don't want to have to read the whole thing, but Disney streaming platforms. Because they have more than one. That's why I would consider Disney almost a tech platform now. Hulu, ESPN, Disney Plus have lost $8 billion. They do have 285,000 million subscribers. But they haven't been able to turn a profit on any of that crap. Don't forget, like Hulu and ESPN, you do have licensing crap you have to deal with. And that's something expensive. ESPN has to deal with the NFL. Hulu has to deal with the channels that are producing these shows. Disney has to pay to be able to show that. And it costs good money. They expected to turn a profit by 2024. They are doing so bad. They are so far behind. They said that's not looking good. We're probably not going to turn an ad. By the way, CNN Plus, all these stupid places, you decide to go woke, this is it. I canceled my Disney Plus subscription. I canceled my ESPN Plus subscription. The stock price year to date, get this, the stock price for Disney is down 40%. The parks have also been marked with a major attendance decline. Now, some of it is because of COVID, but the reality is a lot of it is because of this woke crap. They didn't have a COVID problem in, in Florida. They had a problem when they started attacking this don't say gay bill. That's where they got had their most of their problems. Other problems they had is people, we are in a recession. People don't have any money to spend. They can't afford it. They can't afford it. High gas prices, high inflation, food costs too much. I'm not going to spend $200 in, in Disneyland, in California. You... You can't go to both parks at the same day. You have to go to one park one day and then go to another park one another day. At $150 per ticket for an average family of four, you're spending $3,000 just to go to Disneyland and see all of Disneyland in two days. And that's not even talking travel. That's not talking about hotels if you have to stay. People aren't spending the money. All I have to say about this is good. Listen, money talks and BS walks. Disney has been catering to the woke for a very long time, and now they admit they are woke, and they admit that they're going to promote it more. And they're going to promote it, it's going to be in your face. If people didn't like it on Disney+, Plus, Disney Plus lost millions of subscribers when they said, when they did the whole LGBTQ month 
crap. People just don't like this crap, and they're not going to spend big money on it. They'll just walk away, and that's what they're doing, and they're finding other things. It won't take long. The CEO, Chapek, is already being called to step down because he doesn't, he can't seem to control his own organization, his own company. But, you know, even if, if let's just say uh, Chapek, what, what's his first name? Bob Chapek does decide to resign. Yeah, it's not going to save him because the reality is the problem with Disney is not a leadership problem, though it is. It's a cultural problem. A true leader needs to change the culture. I mean, they're trying to do it at CNN. It ain't working, looking at what they're saying. But that's the only way they're going to be able to recover is become what Walt Disney designed. Walt Disney is turning in his freaking grave right now. Because I'm sure he would not even believe what his company has become. So I think they're going to have to lose a lot more money before, before they figure it out. Okay, so let's uh, let's see. Let's let's go to this story, and then we'll close the podcast, and I'll talk to you about the other because this is my favorite story. Um, the United States is not the only country that is facing a drug crisis. Mexico is also having a big problem with pot, meth, heroin, fentanyl. They are actively trying to get their people to stop using drugs, and relay to them how drug use is a road to despair and death. Okay. In fact, they're doing it far more in Mexico to try and get their people off drugs than we're doing in the United States. So they decided to release an ad campaign using a city famous for its homeless and its drug addicts. That city is Philadelphia in the United States. According to the Daily Caller, Quote, Philadelphia is a new face of the war on drugs as footage from the beleaguered Kensington neighborhood has found its way to the Mexican anti-drug ads. The ads were presented Tuesday by Jesus Ramirez, the spokesman for the Presidente Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador, according to the AP. Though questions as to where the government obtained the footage or why they used them went unanswered. In a tweet posted Tuesday, Ramirez claimed that the videos were part of a campaign against addictions, which sought to inform young people of the damage that can be rendered by drug use. Now, were these actually pictures of, uh, of Philadelphia? The answer is yes. I saw them. And by the way, that film that they used in the ad, <laughs> he got them off Twitter. I mean, th- those are the same films that I've seen on Twitter. So he just grabbed them off Twitter, threw them into an ad. So it's definitely Philadelphia. I do want to point out that fentanyl and heroin is coming from Mexico, but we have just basically ignored all of this. And by the way, I don't think this is a pure uh, Democrat problem. I don't think Republicans have really pushed it either. 108,000 people have died from fentanyl, fentanyl drug overdoses last year. 108,000 people. We started a 10-year war over 2,000 people being killed during 9-11. Or 3,000. Why is this not equal to that or worse than that? I'm telling you, 
We need to declare Mexico and China a clear and present danger to the United States. I also, and then we use the military to respond because we know where the cartel is. We know where the cartel leaders are. We know how the drugs are coming into Mexico. We know how the drugs are coming into the United States. We know all of this stuff. A, a nicely timed missile could take out a lot of the problems that we're having. And it just, we won't do it. We can. We don't even have to send people over. And Mexico has a problem with it? F you. Fix your problem and stop sending crap over here. Now, where Democrats are notoriously guilty is, of course, the border is wide open. But now we have become worse than a third world country and we're not talking about it anymore? I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. And the fact that Republicans aren't bitching about this every minute of every day. make I mean, they bitch about the border. That's fine. Yes, we don't want illegal aliens in the country. I'll tell you what, I also don't want fentanyl in the country. Talk about that. Say 108,000. They should be... This is why they, they, they didn't do well in the election. This is something they should be beating on. This is a clear win for Republicans. And they're not doing it. Why? I would like to ask Kevin McCarthy, why aren't you talking about this every day? I would like to ask um, a Turtle Boy, why you guys aren't talking about this every day? Could it be you guys are actually making money? I don't know. But we are a sick society, and now even Mexico is making fun of us. Okay, visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. Go to... Rumble, I have a new video out. I've got another one that I just haven't posted yet. That's going to come out today. Um, I hope you guys have a great day. Talk to you tomorrow. We've got tons to talk about tomorrow. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.